If I'm betting on myself, then I completely double down. If you hate it on a nigga, please don't greet me with a pound. I be staying out the way, but if the beef do come around, could put an M right on your head. You Luigi, brother, now. Trace my steps all in this game. You can see we cover ground. Back and forth from NC to New York when Jeezy had the crown. Vivid memories. Niggas start to squeeze, we ducking down. So many shells left on the ground and make the Easter Bunny proud. I get up, dust my clothes. I'ma pull up so lit I just might crash, dog. Let me take this Balenciaga mask off the ash, y'all. Who asked? Another one, man. Welcome to episode eight, 49 Dead. What's going on, Jay? Yo, what's going on, Five Star? How are you? Uh, living the dream, my friend, man. How was the weekend? What's popping? Well, I'll get it right out the gate. Right now, the weather is so damn nice. It's been so nice for the last couple of days. It's something we haven't experienced in a hot minute. And pun intended, I'm hoping it stays that way. So how you doing? Uh, listen, they can lock us down, but they can't lock us down, man. I've been enjoying the weather. The weekend was pure vibes. It was my son's B-Day. We'll have a chance to get into that later. But other than that, can't complain. Bless and highly favor, man. What's up with you? Yeah, man, no doubt. Uh, happy birthday to uh, to the big man, Elijah. I hope he I had a good that. birthday. And um, oh, for sure. And I can actually say the same for this coming weekend. I got my son, JJ's birthday coming up. So uh, a lot of things to celebrate in the, in, in the household, yours and mine. What is it, the big three? Yeah, the big three. He's uh, he's pretty much a grown man. I'm going to start having to get him a resume set up soon and a job and, and all these things. <laughs> Time flies. Soon enough, he's going to be able to make it to the Hall of Fame. Segue into what we saw in the intro. Big weekend. Hall of Fame. Basketball. Some jerseys went up in the rafters, man. Care to elaborate on it? Yeah, man. It was, uh, you know, both of us are, are, are big ball fans and um, specifically big Black Mamba fans. Shout out Kobe Bryant. But um, not only him, you know, uh, but, you know, Tim Duncan, uh, the big fundamental and obviously KG, the big ticket to see three guys that essentially entered the league more or less around the same time. And we've seen their entire careers. Uh, you know, those guys were the goats of, of, of a whole generation. They all won rings. And obviously, you know, it's it's a bittersweet occasion because Kobe wasn't there, but uh, I'm proud in the way that they honored him. I'm proud in, in how Vanessa uh, conducted herself. You know what I mean? She killed it. She held it down for her man. Shout out to MJ for being uh, for being there to help uh, enshrine him. And yo, it was just a good. It was a good celebration of of, of greatness. That purple banner dress was definitely a good look, man. It's definitely a, a a good way to introduce your man with Michael Jordan in the background. I definitely held down a couple of tears or two. I'm not sure about you. I'm not sure if you want to get into your sensitive bag, but definitely was a moment. Congrats to all parties involved for sure. Oh yeah, I won't. I won't. I won't hide it. I definitely had a couple of thug tears coming down, and uh, I tried, you know, to like hide it while I was watching. I didn't want anybody to see me, but um, you know, it's uh, it's tough. You know what I mean? He was uh, he, he was great, and just uh, yeah, it's just. Uh, like I said, a bittersweet one, but we're happy that he finally got his, his recognition. And like his wife said, now he's an all-time great. So 100 uh, respect to that. Speaking of greats, man, what you got planned for the weekend for JJ's birthday? I know he can't go on YouTube, so no chance to squash the surprise, man. What's going on for the weekend? Yeah, we're going all out. We're getting him uh, a pinata. He likes uh, just being violent, so we're going to give him something <laughs> where you can bash and and have some candy fall out, and we're gonna get him one of those uh, those inflatable um, those like inflatable castles, so you can jump inside. We got the whole thing set up, man. I know we can't really have many people with us, but you know, all that matters is that he's happy. That I'll day. be there in spirit. Make sure that you Facetime me so I can say what's up to JJ and wish him my best for sure. 
Yeah, eventually we'll have a big, uh, you know, party for uh, for for all of us to be together. Yeah, on my end, it was good to be with family. So listen, I wish you the best, and everybody that's trying to be proactive and creative with they significant others. Yo, our love goes out to you. I know it ain't easy out there. Uh, on a different note, uh, I'm sure y'all reading up with the news and everything that's going on with the Middle East with the Palestine situation. So we would like to send our loves and prayers to everybody out there uh we got love for everybody it's not about choosing side it's just it's bad for humanity with everything that's going on we already got enough uh <laughs> that we're dealing with man so definitely looking at what's going on out there is a heartbreaker so uh peace in the middle east it's not a cliche it's reality much love to everybody out there on both sides yeah definitely uh you know love to everybody over there and uh on a, you know just from the heart i what i what i want to say is it's just it's easier to love, you know yes. what I mean? It's just easier to love yes. and it's a way and it's a way better feeling. So if we can just have that love in our hearts for everybody, no matter who you are, where you're from, I think the world will be a much better place. And uh, we need that, at, you know, during these times, especially. Speaking of better feelings, speaking about love, let's get into it, man. Let's switch up the vibe, man. Let's get into our guests. Uh, you know what? I'm privileged to know this uh, young lady for a minute. Uh, high school friends. It's been a minute. We haven't spoken to each other, but when we got got back connected, I mean, and I thought about her about being on on the show. I'm like, you know what? We got to get Aisha. She's definitely a mover and a shaker, a career woman, entrepreneur, known for throwing a mean party, life coach, charity, yeah. heavy, heavy, heavy involved in the community, selfless. So. On that note, it's time to throw our roses and uh, invite our guests. What's up, Aisha? Oh, hello. What an, intro what an, What's going what on, an Aisha? introduction. And you know what? You said young lady. No, nah, no, nah, it, it doesn't that. pay justice. It's I will take the young lady. <laughs> hello, fellas. Listen, with everything that's going on out there, Jay, your, your, your line is, yo, we got to throw people their flowers, right? So it's, it's the least we could do for sure. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Welcome to the show. I've been hearing so many great yes. things about you, and uh, now we have you in the in the flesh with us on this episode. We really appreciate it, and uh, we're definitely going to uh, you know get into a couple of things. And I heard there's no boundaries, I, I didn't there's want no, no limits. So I'm sent excited to me in about advance. that. I wanted it to come out like I told Hatem completely authentic and real, right? So I was like, don't even bother sending me nothing. Let's just have a conversation. So. Jay, you know me. I like to do my diligence, I, my due diligence. I wanted to get into my media bag. And you know what? You need questions <laughs> prep. Do you need someone in advance to know more or less the direction of where we're going with this? She's like, nah, nah. I want to be authentic and real. So let's just go off the top. Let's just go that way. Completely down. Uh, I'm well, now, that. Now, let's let's open the conversation up. Okay. How you doing, man? How you been handling this pandemic, this new reality, man? What's been going on in your life? Oh, man. Pandemic. You know, oftentimes I get asked that question. I always go to the negative where I'm just like, I'm over this. I'm done. I want to go see my dad. My dad's out in Toronto. So I want to be able to, you know, visit him freely, see my friends, throw my events, all that stuff. But I have to say, you know, the pandemic also slowed me down. You know, I was always someone that always had something every weekend and always had something going on. And it allowed me, well, save, save a lot of money, I have to say. Buku cash. But besides <laughs> that, I was able just to slow down and figure out, okay, where do I want to spend my time? Where do I want to, you know, um, spend time more with family, tapped into my cooking a little bit more because I wasn't no Martha Stewart before. So, you know, I was able to take the time and do stuff like that. <laughs> but, you know, I'm over it. I'm going to be truthful. I'm over it. I'm ready to see people. I'm ready for us to, you know, be alive again. I feel like we're just on pause, right? And we're just waiting for things to just play again, if that makes any sense. But, you know, I'm grateful for the benefits that came from it as well. So, you know, bittersweet. Yeah. You know what it kind of reminds me of? Like, um, you're right. Like, if you have a positive outlook in life, um, I'll, you know, I'm glad that you said what you said, because some of our other guests have mentioned the yeah. same thing, where it's kind of been like a blessing in disguise. But it kind of reminds me of, you know, when you find uh -huh. like a like a good show on Netflix uh -huh. and then you start like binging it. But then like you've watched it so much. It's been like so much time now that you're kind of just almost 
watching the episode so that the mm-hmm, season could finally mm-hmm. finish so you can move on. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's I think where we're kind of at. Like like it's, it was a good time. It was a good time. We got to do yep. all these things like you said, cooking. This I like and that, that analogy. But like, yo, yeah, let's, let's go to a new season. Let's, let's end go to it now. A, new, a whole new show, which is outside. You know, you know let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. <laughs> How do you get over cabin fever? Like, what, what do you do to keep your mind active? Because I know you're a mover and a shaker. I know you oh, that was, like that, to go to I the gym to, yeah. or your events out there in the community. How, how do you get over that? You know, that was hard in the beginning, I have to say. Like, you know, just the, the mundane um, routine, right? Like, in the beginning, it's like, okay, when this thing first happened, it was like, all right, we got to be careful what's happening. But then when I saw it, like, develop and continue, and I was like, oh, wow, so I'm I'm really not leaving my house. Like, I'm really not seeing other people for a minute. I'm, I'm really not enjoying and doing my coaching and my festive, you know, my events and all that stuff. Um, you know, I left, I left home a few times to go to the office just to have like a change of space pretty much, but, um, still working out, gained a little COVID weight like everybody else, but still working out, you know, (laughs) and trying to, trying to keep it tight for the summer and stuff like that. But yeah, you know, we survived. I survived it the best way that I could, to be honest walks stuff like I didn't think I would enjoy so much like going for a walk an hour counting my steps you know listening to a podcast as I'm walking like just stuff I would have never done before and that's one of the benefits like I say to pivot back to what this pandemic has done so you know managed managed (laughs) so um obviously you know, it seems like you, you have this, uh, there's this immediate energy that I'm feeling like, you know, you're, you're, you, you have this like nice outlook on life. You're positive, you're smiling, you're happy. That's good. Um, but have you, and this might be a too personal of a question and, you know, uh, I'll ask it anyways, just cause I want to test the waters here, but like, have you uh, kind of, have you kind of faced any challenges during this time of, you know, being, isolated the way that we've been and like how have you handled that like just your mental like how have you overcome those days where you just feel like punching a wall or you know getting out because it sucks being within the walls of our confines of our house right yeah. so how have you handled that aspect of it so I'm, I'm in a relationship but we don't live together so that was my bubble right so I, I always had that to go back to um but even the times when you know they put in the curfew where it was at eight o'clock and by the time you're done work at home and you have to run errands. Sometimes I wasn't able to get to that bubble, right? So I had to be confined within home. Um, You know, sometimes I found myself tired. Sometimes I found myself frustrated for no reason. You know, I had to identify those triggers and figure out, okay, what's going on with me? I I find that, you know, some people around me were a little more compliant and I was just ready. If there was war, I was ready to go for it because I was like, this is just ridiculous. Like I had my opinion. Why are we doing this? This makes no sense. But, um, you know, listen, thank God for video chat. Thank God for the technology that we had. Thank God for the tools that I had as a coach, right? Because I'm coaching people, but then at the same time, you realize you have to feed your soul and, you know, fill in your cup. So I had my my group of people that I would connect with just to be able to talk it out and just be real when I was having a hard time because the routine is what killed me. And, you know, like Hatem said, I'm, I'm a mover and shaker. So putting me in a box you know, for over a year. Like, I don't even know how I survived it. I'll be honest. I don't even know how I do it. <laughs> Hanging in there for sure. For sure. Well, listen, from, from the moment I met y'all, you were never the type to make excuses. We all go through our ups and down in life, whether it's in our childhood, whether it's in our young adult life, dealing with grief yeah. and things like that. But like I said, you're never the type to make any excuse. Where does the motivation and the tunnel vision come from for you to just keep your head above ground and stay afloat? You know, I think that when you go through challenges when you're younger and, you know, I've gone through my, my share of challenges and you see life a little bit differently at a younger age, like there's just this drive that fuels you all the time. I wasn't raised with a gold, you know, a gold spoon in my mouth or opportunity that was quickly available. So you have to take the time to take a step back and say, okay, what am I going to do? Am I going to, I don't want to say become a statistic, but am I going to become a product of my environment, the bad parts of it, or am I going to take this opportunity and switch it around and make sure that it works for me? So I had family and friends. I was able to support that, which was great, but it's always pivoting back to that, right? It's always pivoting back to what 
what, how it started, where you came from, what it could be, which it could be worse. We always know that. And just to be grateful what it is that we have right now. But going through trauma or going through any of that at a young age, I think it prepares you if you look at it in, you know, the good side of it, right? You don't let it win pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, um, it's, listen, it's, uh, we all, we all deal with different things in our lives at different times. And it, in one way or another, shapes mm-hmm. who we are, depending on what we take out of what we go through, right? Because, you know, there's these, like, I've seen these memes online, right, where it shows, like, two mm-hmm. people that have a similar type of background, but this person ends up doing this in their life, and this person ends up doing that. Everybody's got that choice to, you know, either take it as, as, a, as, a, as a motivation to, you know, do better for yourself, or, like you said, be, you know, keep being that product of your environment, the bad parts of it, and treading water for the rest of your life, which ends up, you know, having you uh, not end well. But anyways, um, H, um, you were telling me uh, that uh, she would be open to talking about relationships. And she mentioned that she has somebody in her life. I do. So, um, on the- <laughs> Congrats, Aisha, by the way. Why, thank you. I'm still still waiting for my invitation. It's been a minute. Every time we talk, I'm like, where's my invitation? Coming. It's coming. I promise. (laughs) No pressure. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. So obviously, you know, uh, when when you when you have someone in your life, um, it's it's a blessing. It's a great thing. Um, But speaking about this whole pandemic and tying it with relationships, um, it doesn't always uh, you know, from what I've seen during this pandemic, it hasn't ended well for all the relationships, right? I've seen more divorces than ever before. Um, I've seen people really discover that, uh, there's a lot of things that they don't like about the person they were with more than actually what they did like. And so they parted ways. Um, how does a relationship during these times survive? And, and what advice would you give to somebody who's kind of maybe, been going through an up and down in their own relationship because of the fact that they're spending all this time with that individual. You're abs- you're absolutely right. There's a lot of breakups, unfortunately. We, I mean, we laugh about it, but you know, we hope that everyone, those decisions that were made was actually mutual and there's no hurt or broken heart. We know how a broken heart feels. Um, I'm convinced that anyone that's breaking up during the pandemic, there was problems prior. So we can't blame the pandemic that all of a sudden you know, makes you look at your partner and say, you chew a certain way and it annoys the hell out of me. I'm done with you. You know, like I've heard stories that people are breaking up for like stupid shit like that. Right. Like, uh, you know, he's too much of my space. or you know, I didn't realize how annoying he was. I mean, really, you're married. You're with this person. What do you mean you didn't realize? Right. But, um, you know, for my partner and I, my boyfriend and I, we made sure that we had our time together, but it was important that we had our time apart. Right. Again, like I mentioned, that we don't live together. So my escape is my place. And then when we're together, we're together, which was great. But um, going, to, going to the part with the relationships that's breaking up, guaranteed they had problems before. And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate it took the pandemic for them to be stuck in a space together where they have to look at each other every day, all day, every minute, especially the first three months, right? When we weren't, like we weren't going nowhere the first three months. And I think the person was like, oh my God. Like, am I going (laughs) to, is this the person that I want to be with for the rest of my life? So it's unfortunate, but hundred percent legit. It was before this pandemic and uh, they just didn't have the right tools to be able to work through it. There was counseling that was available that people could have tapped into over the phone. So many type of different exercise they could have done. If you don't have the will, if you don't have the want to want to do it, then that's when it can't even go further and take that step that it needs to take, right? And we know relationships is it's hard work being with someone, compromising, you know, putting their needs before yours. So to have to consider that with everything that's going on, I think the pandemic unfortunately added a dark cloud that some of us just weren't ready for that are in relationships, you know, and then could have been a blessing too, like something came to fruition. I, I wanted to ask you quickly while we're on the same subject, do you yeah. think that the increase in domestic violence that we've been hearing in the news lately has been caused because of the frustration of the pandemic? Or is just you think that uh, it would have came up to the forefront one day or the other? Yeah, um, two, yeah, I think there's an increase for sure, because, you know, we're in, we're in each other's spaces and everything. But I, I do unfortunately think it would have happened 
you know, it's just the pandemic accelerated it. You know, in Montreal, we're, and it's not just Montreal, but I'm just speaking about from my city. Um, there was a young girl that passed away that we had a protest for and that we brought attention to, but there was women after Rest that in peace, as well, Rebecca. right? Yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah, Rebecca. And um, it's just it's just so unfortunate when you just hear all of this stuff and what's going on, but it would have happened. We know abusers are not just going to wake up one day and start being violent just because of the pandemic. It just got accelerated, unfortunately. And there's just so many people that are in fear at home right now that can't do much because of the situation we're in. So that's the bitter part of the pandemic, right? That this brought to women, to children as well. Social workers can't go in the house as much. You know, some kids, when the schools were shut down, that was their refuge. So they couldn't leave to go see their teacher and have that safe place. So I, I go back to, you know, the pandemic was really a bitter, sweet uh, experience. And we're still going through it. But yeah. On the on the whole subject of like domestic violence, honestly speaking, like any guy that's doing, you know, these these, these stories that we're hearing, they're fucking whack. Is really what they are mm-hmm. um in, like in, insecure, you know, men. <laughs> insecure men yeah that's the way i look at it and and i'm glad that i age that you actually bring up that word because obviously like that's the really dark like that that that's the really dark part of what happens for people that have that type of insecurity but let's say on the other side of it like there's a lot of relationships that um you know that do have their fair share of uh, insecurities from both sides, mm-hmm. um, jealousy for you know for, for different reasons. Obviously, you know some of it leads to you know people cheating and stuff like that. How do you think that um, those types of things can be avoided, just from your experience, or like, or if there's anything that you've experienced where it's kind of like a lesson that you learned from your own personal story? I don't know yeah. if there is that, but. What would you what would you give us some advice regarding those things on on preventing these things or, or being aware of it? Is that your question? Like, just I want to make sure I understood. Like, just like like what I'm saying is like, right, we're talking about people that are insecure. We're talking about people that, you know, are jealous in relationships that are always kind of questioning what the other person's doing, this and that. It's like, how do those things kind of like how do you prevent in a relationship from getting to that point yeah. where you even have to have those types of conversations mm-hmm. where you have to like, l- you know, live worrying about what this other person's doing when you thought that you had something going on and maybe it's not, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. wh- wh- where does all that kind of you know stir Listen, from? Let's not even, w- I, we don't have time for that. You know what I mean? We're, women do not have time to stay. <laughs> <laughs> Words can't even come out fast enough. Women do not have time or even men do not have time to stay in these type of relationships. I think that there are signs that show very quickly that we choose to ignore. I can be honest and tell you that I was in a relationship where, no, the guy was a bit jumpy, froggy, if if I can make sense, you know, like hot head and, you know, uh, too many things would annoy him and he liked things his way. And, you know, in the beginning, you're trying to get to know this person and you think that, oh, it's just his personality. And these, these are the things that we think that will get better. I think it's extremely important to listen to your gut. This is free, your instinct. It's free 99 that's given to us from whoever you believe in. Me, it's my God that gives me these instincts. So I believe in that. I've ignored it many, many times. So a lot of people in relationships ignore. Um, You know, you have to be more aware of what is it that you want in that relationship? Like, what do you, you're spending time with this person. Is this someone that you want to give your energy to? Is this someone that you see, depending on your age, you want to spend your rest of your life, have a child with, you know what I mean? Like, it's just so important for us to be critical on who we bring into our space, who we exchange with, talk with, share ideas with, be vulnerable with. Not everybody deserves that space. And too many of us give it way, way too easily. And I'm, I was, I raised my hand. I did it too easily. Um, trusted too easily. You know, sometimes, sometimes the cologne, the cologne just, you know, <laughs> wipes you out and you're it does a little okay. sign, sign. <laughs> <laughs> the swag, all that. But, and I always tell like my niece and I tell like younger girls that don't look at the, I don't, I, I don't say like, go for the nerds. It's okay to go for a nerd. You know what I mean? Don't go for the guy that, you know, has flashy and, and too, too much going on. <laughs> you know, we're not, I'm not here to teach a man how to be a man. And unfortunately, there's not many that have that example, but I just need to know what I want in my space and what I want for me. 
And I just make that decision accordingly. I wasn't someone that was a big dater, right? I had a little, you know, entertainment here and there. But um, it took a while for me to actually let somebody in and settle, you know, because I just didn't want to make that mistake. I was just nervous of making a mistake. So listen to that gut. That's that's first and foremost. First and foremost. Very well said. Listen, every man has a mom. And one day you might have a daughter. So the way I look at it is think of how how you would want somebody to treat your mom and your daughter right Mm -hmm. there. That should realign your thought about how you should treat another woman. That's that's what I try to remind myself every day. And from experience, I'm almost 17 years deep. And as I say that, it makes me look even older. But one thing that (laughs) I can share out there is the minute you got to. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for the sun to get out and for me to be beach ready and then I'll be even tighter right now uh-huh. but on a said note keep the lines of conversations always open and remember that there's yeah. always work to do and uh, there's never an effort that you can't do and that usually tends to help things out from from my point of view so I was talking to um a friend of mine And a friend of mine told me that, you know, we say that communication is key, but really it's listening that's key because oftentimes we'll, you know, you can be telling me something. I'm just waiting until you're done so I could just jump in (laughs) and say my feedback, but I didn't even hear anything you said, right? So we lean on communication, but we have to more lean on the fact that we need to listen first. So well said. I agree. It's uh, it's definitely uh, it's better to uh, to just listen more than just wanting to talk. Right. Um, so I, I want to flip it a little bit. I, w- I want to switch to something different. But um, one thing that I kind of find uh, for some people is like when you've when you've faced, you know, grief and you've had, you know, certain things happen in your life, um, certain people take all that and they do something good with it. And one of the things that H was telling me that you've done is you've you've kind of had some involvement with with your community, with uh, with charitable organizations. Um, I've never spoken about this on a on a on a platform before, but just a quick background on who I am to connect to. Maybe you giving insight on what you're doing. Um, when I was younger, I used to own a, a sales and marketing company, and we used to represent nonprofit organizations. And so there was the aspect of like, yes, you're getting paid because we're helping them generate revenue and donations and things like that. But there was the humanitarian part of it. And I actually got to like travel to different countries and see the work firsthand. And then some of the organizations were local. So we got to go to like the sick kids hospital and help out with like drunk drivers and all these different organizations that, 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 that I was working with. And, um, and there was just like a really like, uh, there was just this really good feeling that came with not just earning a paycheck, but knowing that I was helping people that were less fortunate, that didn't have the answers and needed support from, you know, from society. So with everything that you've gone through and, and bring it back to the, the work that I've, I've been hearing that you've done, what, what have you done? Tell me a little bit about, uh, about, about that part of your life. Don't be, don't be modest. <clears throat> um, so I know you're I humble. Launched... Don't be modest. It's, <laughs> I launched a nonprofit called Sedell's Diary. So my mother passed away a few years ago and her name was Sedell. So I decided to name it after her. And the reason why I called it Diary, thank you. The reason why I called it Diary is because in this nonprofit, I want to be able to show pages of what we went through as a family. So that's why I called it Sedell's Diary. And um, one of the things growing up, because unfortunately my mother passed away of drug, drug addiction, it unfortunately won the battle. And in the beginning, my mother was, as I remember, was, first of all, she had me at 17. She was involved. Everything was great. But when she tapped a little bit more into that demon side of her, right, the, the kryptonite that she had in her life, unfortunately for my siblings and I, it was, she wasn't as present. She wasn't as available. And obviously, again, like I said, the addiction, the addiction won. I always said after one and if I can, if I can tell you a story, so my parents broke up and I needed money for books for school. And just imagine you start school in August, but around September, I still didn't have books. So you go to school and you don't have those books. You feel all insecure. Everyone has it. The teacher's calling on you. You don't even have the homework or anything done. So my dad gave me the money to buy these books finally. And I came home 
I hid it under my pillow and I was so happy finally that I'd be able to go and finally buy these books. So I didn't have to feel that insecurity. And my mom knew that I had the money. And she, I remember that night she came into my room and she wanted the money and we ended up fighting and she won the battle. She got it from me. But I remember crying myself, if I can just, you know, bring in everything in perspective. I remember crying to myself and I said that if I have the opportunity to get out of this environment, I will make sure that when I have the chance to give back, I will, right? Whether it's food banks that gave to me because during the holidays, they came and gave us food during the holidays. I remember Sun Youth coming, you know, every year, getting gifts that unfortunately my parents at the time couldn't afford. They at least made the Christmas a little bit better. Um, school supplies, you know, I'm, I'm all about kids having the proper school supplies, fresh gear to start school on the first day. So I always make sure that we do something like that. Um, March break, having the money to even go on March break activities for the children. And then school, and then during the holidays, like food. You know, even though people shouldn't only eat during the holidays, I just feel like Christmas time is just such a sad time not to have that. So I organize events, fundraisers and stuff. So again, it's named after my mom because she's my strength, even though she's not here. And yes, she's made some mistake. My mom was a beautiful, resilient woman. And like the pages of my diary is what I want to give through in my nonprofit. So I'm rarely on social yeah. media, but when I am, she's always trying to find somebody and someone to help somebody, whether yeah. it's a food drive, whether it's accessories or whatever the case may be. Aisha's mm -hmm. at it, man. So it's, it's to be commended. You could easily sit on your loins and be sad about whatever situation you had going, but you had, you kept it for motivation. So that's mm -hmm. definitely needed to be commended and hopefully it'll be uh, serving as inspiration to everybody out there for sure. I hope so. I, you know, it's funny when I got older I'm in my early forties now, I think more and more, I can realize that my mother was a woman first, you know, an individual, there's certain issues and, you know, issue um, situations that she had to go through. And as a child, I couldn't understand it. In my 20s, I couldn't understand it. And I feel like the more and more I get older, I can understand. Wow, like by 21, she had four of us, you know? 21, she had four kids already. And That's a lot. her and my dad were trying to, trying to make it through. I don't even have one. I can't imagine having four at that age, right? So I'm, I'm, much, more, <laughs> I'm much more understanding towards her than I should, probably should have been when she was alive. Now that I'm older, understanding a little bit more about life and how it is to pivot through your own personal, your personal issues, right? Your insecurities and problems. Yeah. Okay. Aisha, you say you're listening to a lot of podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. Do you listen to the Joe Buttons podcast? Or I'm sure you're familiar who it is, even if. Yeah, I know who Joe Button is. You don't I listen to No, I don't. Uh, I just, just, just by the sound of it, it doesn't sound like you're a big fan. Something about Joe Button just rubs me the wrong way. I don't know what it is. Tell me what it is. I just don't know. What is it that rubs me the wrong way? Let, 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 let me let me bring you to the point or the question that I have for you. Okay. I, I want to segue it into your okay. reality. Uh, from what I know about you, you're very good at entertaining your relationships and your friendships. Yes. I've seen you travel all over the place. From what I know, you still got the same day ones from back in the day. And the reason why I'm bringing in Joe Button to the full is they've literally built a brand as as a clique, as a family for three years. And they finally bring it to the point where they're a multi-million business. And all of a sudden now the relationship folds. What's 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 your perspective on that and when money gets involved with French lips and how you entertain them? You know, it's funny you mentioned day ones. There's unfortunately some day ones fell off to net now they're negative zeros in my life. But you know, that's just progression, we, right? It, we it happens to all of us. <laughs> <laughs> we find out that that's just how it is. The friends that you had in high school or college that you think is gonna be golden girls for the rest of your life, uh, you realize that they had to bow out. Money, uh I tell my son and daughter that all the time. I think it's important that you are very, very mindful who you mess with when it comes to money, who you go into business with. I have a lot of great friends. I have friends that offered for me to get into business with them. And just for the peace, I've declined because sometimes it's just better not to. I prefer to mix with a stranger so I can tell them two words if I have to. 
than to bring a close friend and family. The boundaries are already set. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, again, I go back to my question. What is it that I don't like about Joe Biden? There we go, right? Like, the greed can take away, could get ahead. Jay, I I think you got something for me. What's your opinion on that? (laughs) Well, you know... Like, I agree, you know, it's tough sometimes to mix, um, you know, friendship and business uh, simply for the fact that um, everybody's trying to make Mm -hmm. money. And uh, sometimes if you've never seen that type of money before, it could change who you are. And if it's being done as a collective group of friends and it does change who you are, it also then changes that relationship. And like you Mm -hmm. said, some of those day ones, (laughs) there's just some people that you might have met along the road become day nuns. They become sub zeros. And, um, you know what I mean? And I just think that, um, you know, like if, if you're putting people on, then that was, then that was your, um, that was your decision. And I think that no matter how successful you get, you always have to remember the people that help you get to where you are because, uh, nobody, Mm -hmm. nobody can be successful doing it all by themselves. It's a tough fucking world we live in. Right. So to do it all by yourself is a big challenge. And so to just start doing kind of shady moves and whether or not there's other parts of the story that we don't know about, which we probably won't until things maybe come out later on from what we're seeing on the surface. Um, I, I think that it's all about how things are handled and this one wasn't, uh, wasn't handled well at all. It reminds me what David Dash said in the past. Everybody has say. their level of scumbag. So I think your true nature always comes to the forefront. So whether it's for $10 or 10 million, Everybody has their level of scumbags. One day it was bound to come out. It depends what's your level. And that 10 million is good right now, but what he's going to get in return is going to be whether, I mean, I don't wish anything bad on him, but I hope he understands the circumstances of his actions. Well said. You wanted to say, Jay? No, I was like, it's it, 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 it's a little different, but there was, um, you guys ever seen the movie uh, Bronx Tale? Oh, for sure. One of my favorites. No. It's one of my favorites, too. So it's this old school movie. It's got Robert De Niro and it's like, you know, um, it's talking about like Italians and blacks and Bronx and how there was like this uh, um, this separation, let's call division. it division. And um, and there was this kid who's being mentored by one of the mafioso guys. And why I'm saying is just because I always think of it when it comes to money. Is So this guy, mm-hmm. um, this kid, he some other kid owes him like 20 bucks. And, and 20 bucks mm-hmm. back then was a lot of money, right? We're talking like the 70s or whatever. And and every time this kid would see the guy that owes him, he would always come up with an excuse. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have it for you. I'm going to have it for you. I'm going to have it for you. And finally, the like the mafioso guy looks at this kid like, yo, why are you always chasing this guy for, for the $20? He's like, oh, because he owes me that. He's like, look at it like this. For 20 bucks, that guy is out of your life. And You got off cheap. Yeah, you know, you got <laughs> off cheap. Exactly. And so, um, like yeah. we're saying, you know, it could be $10 million, It could be whatever, whatever. Sometimes uh, it's it's best for things to kind of happen where they're happening before it can get worse. You know what I mean? So just cut your losses when you can. And it probably could have gotten worse. Yeah, yes. it probably could have gotten worse. And who knows? Like you said, there's so many behind the scenes that we might find out that happened. Um, ten, listen, 10 million is still 10 million. I'm sure there's some broken hearts and some burn that's going on right now. Let's not dismiss that. But he's going to get his if, if he really was shady. He's, it's guaranteed he's going to get his. Life just goes that I way. I definitely no believe in gonna, karma. I'm a definitely 100%, advocate of that. Yeah, for 100%. sure. 100%. He just has that face. That's what I'm saying before. Like, what is it about him that, you know, he just has that. Oh, you're not a big, you're not a big Joe fan. I see that. I, listen, he's a controversial figure. There's, there's a lot of things that's been on going on over the years. But I, I, I know your relationships that you have with your day one. So I was just curious to bring that up based off today's events on a different note yes you being a moving and a shaker i remember you being a big party girl back in the days and i know you're even known for throwing a mean couple of parties before the pandemic (laughs) i know i'm waiting i'm waiting for the doors to be lifted so we could you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but but that being said uh you know we're from the golden era uh today it's a little bit different i like to call it generation ig uh what's your opinion about the party scene back then versus now, like today's generation versus old generation. I think we had it the best and all these young people out there don't know what they missing. I'm always curious to see people's state of mind when it comes to that subject. So the floor is I, yours, Aisha. I think, I think young people know how to party. I think what we had best was the music. And they'll argue that. They'll argue that our music is whack or it's not as dope. 
the music today, sometimes I'm like, what did this person say? All these artists that's coming out, I don't even know. (laughs) I can't keep up. Let's just put it that way. When we party, when we come together, there's a togetherness. There's a vibe that comes out. Like the events that my partner and I throw, it's, it's, it's an experience, if that makes any sense, right? Um, we're not there to stand up against a wall and show our outfit that we bought at Zara and, you know, no sweat, no nothing. Like we're hearing, we're hearing our music. We need to let loose, especially after this pandemic. The first event that we can hold, it's going to be, I think a tear might come to my eye. Like when I see the (laughs) DJ play my jams, (laughs) because to me, when I, when I dance to music, especially old school, I think about my parents. I think about the parties that they threw. And I think that's why today I love to throw parties because they used to have so many people at our house or bring us wherever they were going and then put us on the couch. And then you know how it is when you woke up at a party late because your parents, you know, took you out and had to leave in the cold to go in the car because it was time to go home. But those are the memories that I remember, like, you know, the old school, the feeling. So when I do events with my partner, we, we like to bring that feeling back. So the youngins, I mean, they'll, they'll, this could be an ongoing debate, but if we go back to the music, ours is for sure. Uh, I don't know what the hell they're saying today. Jay, Jay, you got 10 years on me and it looks like you're itching to say something. You got your opinion. Let me, go let ahead, me man. I'm, I'm, I'm a chainman after. I, I want to <laughs> no, say no, Jay, I'm say not, something. I'm not even going to disagree or try to, you know, touch that because um, like yeah. growing up, I grew up in a household with like uh, my, I have an older sister and I have an aunt who's a little bit older than her. So like still technically, you know, relatively young. And my favorite memories were like the parties that they used to have, you know, like they were more exciting than any party that I think I ever had by the time I was a teenager or a young adult. Um, I wasn't even like, as you were saying all that, I wasn't even thinking about, you know, what, which one, I, which era I prefer better. What I was thinking about is H and I, I don't know if you know this, but I actually also lived in Montreal. I lived in Montreal for eight years. I've, I've known H for eight years and I don't remember ever getting an invite to one of these parties because obviously we would have been there. So just 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 wanted to make sure that you once when things open we, up, we we're getting a, listen, a VIP pass to come, come come on down. Come on down. You know, my partner's name is Edwin and we started this actually well, you know, with the whole pandemic, but I would say six years ago. And we started more like we had events individually, like he was doing his thing. I was doing my birthday parties where I would raise money for the holidays and stuff like that. So all the proceeds would go towards that to buy like Christmas baskets and stuff. And then one time, one year we said, let's come together. I think I wanted to do an event. He wanted to do one. And we're like, yep, let's just do it together. And it's been magic ever since. So we got to come. That's all I have to say. It's, you know, I post the videos and the pictures. Every, every time I see the clips, it reminds me of back in the days for sure. Like no, no, no bottle service, just a bunch of people dancing, sweating. People don't care if they got cranberry up in their shirts. Yeah, definitely a vibe. But we do day parties, right? Cause I'm over. Yeah, And we'll we'll make sure that we're there. Yes. Come down for it. And that's big facts too. Yeah, definitely. uh, I can't keep up. Like if it's the later it goes in the night, the more I'm regretting it the next day. So um, I respect the day that I respect the day party for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. I know you're a traveler. I know you're not Anthony Bourdain, but I know you like to document your trips. Any uh, key spots that you want to go to once all the gates are lifted? Anything on your uh, world map? You know, I haven't gone to Spain um, I want to go to Ghana. I'd love to go to Japan. And my, you know what? My daughter told me about top, that too. It's crazy. You mentioned those are it. the top three. Yeah. Japan. Cause I heard I love sushi. So I just want to get the best sushi ever. Why not go all the way to Japan for that? Ghana, because Ghana is like the next hot, like you're looking on. It's just, it's just the vibe and everything about Ghana. Like, you know, let's just, just hit that spot. And then of course I want to go to Spain. Mainly for Zara. Zara's out there. Everything else, of course, the culture and all that. But I want to shop my life away up there. So those are the three spots. I mean, hopefully everything will settle and we can travel soon. So I have to give a shout out to um, my boy, Abdu. So like I said, I owned this marketing company before and like I helped put people on. And he was somebody that ended up becoming like a manager and he opened his own franchise and stuff like that. And he was he was from I swear to God, he was from Ghana. And he lived in Spain and no word of a lie. Like I thought, I think 
I think that, that I have like swag, you know, like I think I, I'm, I'm, you know, when I put it together, it come, it, like there's a nice product there. Yeah, you know, humbly but, speaking, you but this you guy was so sharp. Like I every soup, and it was and he was Zara. He was he used to tell me that like the Zara in Spain is just on a whole nother level compared to like the one that we have here. And this guy was just. Yo, That's shout out to Abdu if he's still oh, listening yeah. or watching this, because uh, yo, this guy was the, like one of the cleanest I've ever seen. You know what I mean? He held it down for real. I love that. Love Aisha, that. we got a we we got something called a quickness. Before we get into that, the quickness yes. is just a bunch of rapid fire questions we ask you, and you just got to okay. come up with an answer on the fly. But we okay. do. We want to give you the opportunity and the floor to. Speak about anything that's ongoing and that you want to plug in the future. Is there anything that you want to say before we get into the quickness? So, you know, I told you earlier today that was we're opening up. Life is slowly opening up, right? So definitely we're going to continue doing our events and hopefully to take the proceeds again and give back, you know, for the school supplies in August, prep for in advance for the holidays. I'll definitely keep you posted because we're still waiting on what the, you know, what we're allowed to do, what we're not allowed to do. But when the world opens up for sure. We got to host those events. We got to feed the homeless, feed those who are underprivileged, unfortunately, and prepare for the holidays. I want it to be bigger than it was when everything was open. You know, I want to be able to to feed as much. Well, anything as that we could so. do to help you out, if there's anything that we could plug, yo, let us know, man. It would be our pleasure. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely, um, you know, when we put up this episode, uh, everybody will be able to see. Um, you know, where they can find you and where they can find the organization, how they can get involved. Um, and uh, yeah, like H said, anything we can do to help, um, yeah. you know, you know, continue that movement for you. We're, uh, we're, we're all yours. Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate it. All right. Let's have some fun. Jay, do you want to start it or should I? All right. Let me get it out the, out the way here. Here we go. Um, that's the big one. Yeah, that's the big one. That's what I heard. Um, Riri or, uh, or Beyonce. Rihanna, Rihanna all day. Rihanna, I love me some B, but I'm, I'm surprised just, I, to tell you the truth. I'm under, I'm understanding the context, right? Rihanna to me just exudes this like motivation, if that makes sense. I appreciate Beyonce's drive and everything, but Rihanna is just, you know, she's everything. Absolutely. We agree, by the way. <laughs> Do you agree, Jay? <laughs> Oh yeah, for all sure. right. For different reasons. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All inclusives or villas? Villas. I have to say, I was all about all inclusives, but when you start traveling more, you don't want to be trapped. You want to be able to be okay. free. You want to be able to experience the environment. So, hundred percent villas. Um. I know. So for the next question, I just want <clears throat> to clarify. I did. Jeff, if if if, if you're I, too shy, I could ask it for yeah, you. you. I want, didn't. I, I didn't want me to say it. I just. Why do I feel like I have to prepare? I, just, I have to like you know mention <laughs> that I didn't. I didn't uh, come up with these names myself, but I'll. I'll, I'll so, um, okay. Id, Idris Elba or Michael B. Jordan. Oh, Idris! Everybody in the mother knows <laughs> that. Idris Elba, all the way. All the way, yeah. <laughs> that was that was quick. All the way. I wasn't even done I saying Michael B. Jordan's believe, name. You were already I, saying it. I, nah, nah, nah. Yo, white wifey's camping for him connect. to be the next 007. Okay, okay. No, Idris is everything. Yes. Okay, we'll leave it <laughs> on that note. We don't want to ruffle any feathers. <laughs> Favorite city to travel. Favorite city to travel. Favorite city to travel. I mean, do I have a favorite city? I think Montreal. Well, one that sticks dope. out to you lately before the pandemic, maybe. Oh, before the pandemic. Okay, so I'm going to have to say, Los, well, it's not a city, but Los Angeles, um, because I have one of my besties out there, and it just feels like it just feels like home. I've gone there so many times that it's just, it's, it's hella dope. Um, and then I would say New York to follow that, but New York has to be a quick trip, right? Like I, I couldn't do say three weeks in New York. It's like a four day let's, you know, get all the goodness and leave. Cause it's so busy. So yeah, those are the, those it's are the, the two, second uh, time New York comes up on this show. So you're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. But short, a short trip though. 
And sure. the, uh, the infamous okay. final question for every uh, episode and this segments, um, $100,000 cash or 800 credit score? Oh man, that's a good one. A hundred thousand dollar cash or eight hundred dollars? I'm gonna take a hundred thousand. There's no cash. wrong answer, by the way. I'm gonna take a hundred thousand dollar cash because I will. If if I was somebody that had a lower credit score, I'd be able to take that money, invest it, be able to take whatever dividends I got from that to pay off my debt to increase my credit score get a credit card, rebuild my credit score. When you have money, you can do things easy. So I'd start off with 100,000 over the 800 credit okay. score. Okay, okay. Yeah. And to close off the show, I think you're going to want to stay for that one because you already yes. expressed your opinion on uh, this gentleman. Every week we got a segment called Under the Bus and uh, this week goes to yours truly, Joe Button. Uh, one for sabotaging his brand, the relationship with his day ones for him to be able to get to the level. And not only that, there's also harassment that's bringing it up to the forefront from one of his okay. employees. Uh, yep. Joe was definitely an inspiration for the pod, but there's definitely no excuses for what's coming to the forefront. So for that, Joe, got to go under the bus. Deuces, Joe. <laughs> Do this. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs> Aisha, once again, appreciate you. Oh man, uh, this is fun. Honestly, you did this under short notice, and you brought the energy. And, and anything you want to say before we close off? Well, listen, I want to. Sh- I heard I'm the first woman on the show. Is that true? Like it's that's correct from right? Montreal. You're the second woman on the show, but first woman from Montreal. Jay, I- I'll take Jay that. has I'll somebody take that. from T. I had to bring somebody from Montreal. Okay, cool. So I'll take it from Montreal. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. Hatem, it's been a minute, so I'm so happy that I just feel like it was like pause and then play. And then Jay, thank you so much. It was great. Yeah, Isha, I appreciate it you. It was, so it, was cool. uh, it was nice uh, meeting you and hopefully next time uh, it's, in, uh, it's in a circumstance where we're all at your uh, infamous parties and we're having a good time uh, being, being together. <laughs> 100%. Much appreciated. Much love. And To everybody out there, thanks again for rocking with us for episode eight. As you know, we're under lockdown condition. This is not the studio. The concept of the show was real life conversation. We'd rather have everybody in the same room, but it's our duty to keep rocking for the people and for everybody that's rocking with us. Much appreciated. Peace.